Okay, is this, uh, is this thing on? Yep. Oh, thank goodness. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am so glad to have you all here. Uh, whew, well, it is 2024. I was not expecting to get here so soon, but here we are. It is wonderful to have all of you back here. Arrangements have been made, updates to our new show afterwards, and a bit of a teaser for the next episode coming ahead. Now, if you may recall, the last time I tried recording the Sin Hunter, it didn't go over so well. And, in part, I apologize for that. However, this time I strive to be different. I've eliminated the source, or at least cut it off from the rest of its brethren, made a couple of tweaks here and there, a bit of touch-ups and pinches of different spices to liven the mood, and we are ready to pretend... pretend... ooh... continue with the story. Sorry about that. <clears throat> are we ready to begin? I think we are. Let's begin. Now, once more with courage. <clears throat> Chapter 29. Fight the Power. Morpheus kept the Sin Hunter firmly in his grip and laughed, his armor trembling with every burst of air. <laughs> well, isn't this such a lovely little entrance? A wonderful housewarming gift for the Lord of Sloth's entertainment. Jack grunted, eyes slitted in deep white marks beneath his fedora, while he struggled against the titanium grip of the cephalopod. <clears throat> Morpheus, however, only waved the Sin Hunter like a stuffed animal for a child to enjoy. Did you really think that I, the smartest being in hell, wouldn't see you coming right to my doorstep? How stupid of you. Quite frankly, I am offended that you would think of something so inferior to my title. The Lord of Sloth released his grip after a wind-up, sending the Sin Hunter crashing into the stage and breaking the floor. Jack raised a hand from the damage to crawl out, as Morpheus roared with laughter. It felt like everyone in the auditorium now was, had gathered to mock the Sin Hunter as well, save for one table in the back where his associates sat. The Sin Hunter clawed his way out of the wreckage, clutching his head in weary confusion while he stumbled. Ugh. Great. Well, at least this guy put up more of a fight than that reptilian rascal, Jack told himself. However, when the Sin Hunter removed his gun from its holster, Morpheus only laughed even harder. Great. Another similar reaction, he grumbled. <laughs> You really are full of surprises. Did my youngest sibling not teach you anything about those simple, prehistoric tools? How imbecilic can you get, drawing a firearm against me? He challenged, to which Jack only smiled with malice foaming from his lower lip. Oh, just you wait, Bubble Guppy. I'm just getting started, he growled. The senator turned and blasted at the rafters, pulling the trigger from his gun. Bullets tore through the metal bars and sprung cables, knocking one of the light fixtures above loose. Morpheus, however, dodged around the light, catching the broken wire in one hand and slinging the mace at the Sin Hunter. Jack leapt to the side as the light crashed onto the stage, burying more bullets all around and sending splinters of wood colliding with other things nearby. Jack rolled to one knee, now extracting both of his pistols at his sides. Well, you got a point there, Murphy. Maybe my bullets don't do anything to you, and definitely not to that hide, but... You know what they can do? He asked, 
to which Morpheus removed his giant fishhook from behind his back. The Lord of Sloth's eyes narrowed beneath his battered eyebrows as he shifted his hook suspiciously. And what might your pathetic slingshots do against the most advanced piece of technology in hell? He asked as Jack grinned. Well, he sure can't hit a target when his vocabulary betrays his armor. Morpheus stopped, turning to face his back. And over his pack, amidst his deep navy cloak, was a punctured water tank. The Sin Hunter laughed now, cackling like a maniac. Too much noise over your monologuing. You couldn't hear a thing when those bullets hit. The Lord of Sloth grew enraged rapidly, his tinted silver armor growing a shade of rose gold, as he let forth an ear-splitting roar of anger which would shake pistol shrimps throughout the reef. The Lord of Sloth charged with a full-facing punch, sending the Sin Hunter flying backwards with his wind-draining strike. I'll tear that stupid hat from your skull, and nail it to a grave when I'm done, he roared as Morpheus' right arm transformed into a sonic cannon. Jack had only climbed back to his feet with blood pounding from the blow as he snapped his neck back into place. <coughs> Yikes, talk about a wind-up. This guy could tear boulders apart with his hands. Jack blinked furiously, trying to recover from the fierce strike. However, ripples of pure energy burst from the cannon's edge, soaring across the damaged room as Jack tucked his head down, fedora forwards. Uh-oh, he gritted. The fedora, thankfully, shielded his body from most of the damage. But the force still sent Jack flying out of the building, crashing through a window into the nighttime sky. As glass sparkled and rained around him, the floor a non-existent comfort. The Sun Hunter blinked wearily, feeling the weight of gravity wrap its fingers around his arms and legs, dragging him down to the city depths below. But the Sin Hunter was no stranger to falling. He'd been doing it since he got here in hell the first time. Jack took advantage of the sticky situation, and used the wind to his advantage to swing himself back through the building, his boots crunching against glass as he slammed through a skylight, crashing to a roll on the floor. A very panicked Sin Hunter broke into a run, his lungs gasping from the dose of adrenaline his body had locked in. Before Jack could get very far, however, the great building opened before him. Floors, banisters, and platforms filled the great tower of technology, a vertical labyrinth of knowledge and security. Jack watched as somewhere up above on a top floor, Morpheus' massive cloak flashed in the streaming ocean light above, and the Lord of Sloth, far above the chaos, lowered a megaphone to his lips. All units and strike forces, the Sin Hunter has been spotted. Apprehend him at all costs and evacuate the scientists as soon as possible. Throwing the megaphone off to his right, the Lord of Sloth huffed steam from his mechanical limbs. The tyrant of technology leapt from the banister, racing down through the open air toward the Sin Hunter. His fishhook spun and twisted around his neck and shoulders in a deadly display, and he stripped away his cloak, releasing it to the wind. <laughs> I'll show you what happens when sinners try to outsmart fate! As the Lord of Sloth crashed into the floor, Jack launched through the air as chunks of debris exploded around the iron octopus. The Sin Hunter skidded, his boots sliding on the ground before the towering cephalopod. However, as soon as his feet touched the floor, they were up again as Morpheus swung his fishhook at the Sin Hunter. Jack narrowly cleared the railing to his left as the pulsing blue hook powered through the floor, reducing the architecture to splinters and shattered metal. Flipping back up and planting his boots onto the railing, the Sin Hunter crossed his arms in defiance. Hmm, you know, that's a bit big of you, pal. Calling yourself fate when all I've done is sit and gloat about these unforeseen prowess. Don't bullcrap me unless you intend to back up your expansive vocabulary. 
Morpheus surged forward, locking his fist around the Sin Hunter and throwing the detective through a rack of documents, sending Jack coughing and crashing to the floor. The detective planted a hand on a fallen bookshelf, standing up and tossing a crumpled book out of his way. Ugh, yeesh. These books haven't been touched in ages. Those to show how dark this place really is. As the center Sin Hunter glared up at the spotlights above the tower, he watched as thundering footsteps exploded toward him, a glowing blue fishhook raised high. Reacting quickly, Jack withdrew its knife or his knife from its leg strap and pounced out of the way as a beam of light slashed through the wall. Morpheus brought his fishhook overhead again, and Jack leapt away from the overhead strike with his knife, hoping to get a good cut in. Because this wasn't some kind of game like with greed, it was a dance of death. Beelzebub may have been the one to wound you, but I'll be the one to bury that knife in your back! The Lord of Sloth roared, and Jack was forced to backflip over a side slash, the fishhook tearing through everything around it. Jack turned away from the battle, running as hard and as fast as he possibly could up the stairs. His lungs were pleading for a break as he ascended the steps, higher and higher. Morpheus, however, who brushed debris from his suit, crushed a chunk of marble pillar in his tentacled beard, and the hydro tanks on his back shifted and realigned, gears moving to repair and remake the tanks into a rocket pack. The Lord of Sloth exploded from the ground, scattering debris and breaking the floor on takeoff as massive turbines propelled the suit of armor into the air. Jack continued to sprint as Morpheus tied a chain to the end of his wrist and the hook, and the Sin Hunter slid, ducked, and dodged the barrage of life-ending bashes. Despite the chaos below, in the midst of the commotion, Cynthia and Eleanor watched from the top floor in panicked silence, both terrified to speak. Well, at least we got him distracted, Cynthia exclaimed, her back sprouting a pair of leathery wings. But before she could take off, Eleanor stopped her. Just wait a second, Cynthia. If Jack's doing okay now, then we need to stay on task and find that keycard. There's gotta be one somewhere here, right? Cynthia nodded, then tossed her dress away to Eleanor. And when Beelzebub's assistant looked up and saw Cynthia standing on the railing, tank top, shorts and all, she couldn't help but speak her mind. God above, do you look stunning. Cynthia turned, and for a moment, the two grew uncomfortably warm before Cynthia dove down from the top floor. Her wings took the shape of an aerodynamic flare with sparkling translucent blue, and her eyes burned with the same red color as her horns. Cynthia spiraled around the massive crystal chandelier in the center of the room, ducking through its frame as Morpheus swung by, his rocket pack hacking up sparks of silver lightning. Cynthia watched as the Sin Hunter ran like something from a cartoon, arms swinging back and forth as he burst, top speed, floor after floor. She extended her gaze over to a metal arch which supported part of the Great Dome, plan began to form in her mind, but it required a lot of breathless movement. Jack can't run forever, and Murph is bound to catch up at some point. I need to make a big enough distraction to let the Sin Hunter catch his breath. Cynthia arced out from the crystals, transforming into a wolf forged of gear and flame, as her knife-like teeth sank into the pipe against the wall. She then let go of her mouth, digging further into the flesh of the building. Cynthia turned around, looking toward Morpheus and the oncoming battle below. With not a moment to lose, the doctor returned her hand to its form, and her nails shifted into hooks, which spun from their base and caught fast on the various metal beams around the glass dome. Here in the center, and still with one hand firmly gripping the beam, Cynthia turned around, her wings drooping like a demonic figure as she observed the chaos far below. It was, to say the least, visually pleasing for someone like the doctor to observe the chaos and commotion that spawned from a single, tarnished event. And in this moment, the doctor found herself wanting more more out of her life and from those who had turned her away so many times when even her parents escaped her desperate cries for help. 
But Cynthia took a mental knife and shattered the thoughts to pieces, scattered and lost, but unable to harm her further. Her goggles snapped back to reality, transforming into glasses seated perfectly on her face. And then, in a split instant, as all the water began to calm and Morpheus rounded the corner, Cynthia knew it was her time. Creating a big enough single signal to distract, her skin hardened, cracking with pressure from the dragon scales that sprouted from her body, coating her in a fiery form. Morpheus had been trying to catch the Sin Hunter, daringly close, when he paused, feeling the warm orange light bathe his suit of silver armor. However, when he observed the change in motion, Morpheus was disappointed to turn around and reveal his most prized possession had found her gifts, and he would lose all of his if this madness didn't end. Morpheus turned away from the Sin Hunter and charged through the air, locking his fingers around the great dragon's gasping throat. What did I always tell you, Doctor? If you won't stand beside me, then you'll flatten beneath me. Cynthia struggled to keep her now slitted eyes locked on her former employer, as the two were sent hurtling past buildings and highways, crashing onto a flora-filled terrace. Cynthia righted herself amidst sprays of dirt and broken watering systems, rolling over on her wings and gasping for air as she tried to stand. But even before she could, Morpheus exploded from the debris and seized her by the throat again with such vicious force that no other had. I put everything I had into you. My devotion, my patience, and above all else, my time. My one mistake, dear doctor, was putting up with your tiresome shenanigans for as long as I did. Back in the central terminal, far from the carnage against Dr. Florence, Jack sprinted past terrified and confused science and machinery when he smashed into Eleanor. The two crashed into one another, hitting the floor hard. Jack clutched his chest, then looked up, his expression shifting from fear to relief. Oh, hey, hey. So, you haven't been crushed by the rubble yet. Thank goodness for that. Eleanor chuckled, fixing her hair as she rolled over to her knees to plant both hands on Jack's battered shoulders. Yeah, no thanks to you and that big robot bully. Was your previous life anything like this? Jack grinned, tilting his fedora up to the skylights as someone in the distance screamed and fire alarms blared through shattered technology. Uh, no. And that's a very good thing. Did you get the card? Eleanor advanced to her muddy boots and held up a small white disc with a red cord attached to the end of it. You bet I did. We gotta get you to that elevator, ASAP. Jack stopped the rushing Eleanor, forcing her to step back. No, he said, gazing out at the shattered dome in the distance. Eleanor turned, puzzled. Wait, what? But what about Cynthia? Jack cut off. I'm not leaving her to die. The Sin Hunter drew a grappling hook from his utility belt, to the surprise of the duo. Huh, Jack said, his eyes widened. So I'm just pulling these things out of my ass now, is that it? Eleanor shrugged and grabbed a drop duffel bag, locking the strap over her shoulder. <sighs> Alright, we can make this change. You go get Cynthia, I'll grab some kind of ride, meet you wherever. Take this, she said, handing Jack an emerald green earpiece. Jack popped a small device around his left ear, and an infrared lens popped out over his left eye. Great! Eleanor's voice echoed through his ear. Now I can track and display the messages right to you, all wirelessly for anywhere in hell. Good luck, Sin Hunter, she said. Jack turned and nodded. You got it. Over and out, he replied, before leaping from the balcony and using his trench coat like a glider to fall thirty floors, crashing at the bottom. The Sin Hunter rolled over on his side and slowly got to his feet, clutching his arm. Sure beats taking the stairs any day of the week. The Sin Hunter broke into a sprint past many aquariums, maps, and yelling inhabitants. He vaulted past an oncoming table and cleared a fountain beneath him, tucking and rolling on the ground, popping into a sprint. As he ran, sirens blared all around the facility, 
their red lights flashing the whites and blues of the modern environment. This is the authorities. On account of several charges against the royal throne, we order you to stand down. Jack ignored the announcement and the whirring of blades as he dodged and dipped past security robots that blocked his path. The exit to a terrace was almost in sight when a behemoth of a machine crashed to the floor in front of him. Jack skidded, righting himself barely in front of it. This robot was monstrous in comparison to the tinier Sentry drones. It was built with a battering ram on one arm, a laser cutter on the other, and several mounted shoulder cannons. Its thick armor represented something like its creator, only Morpheus' armor was a bit more compact. The robot lunged, its battery ram flying forth, to which Jack took a sidestep to avoid the attack. The robot spun on its tank-tread-lined feet and retaliated with a barrage of missiles and artillery. The Sin Hunter dove for cover, kicking a bench up and ducking as fragments of the bench shattered and skipped across the floor. The bullets were slowly chewing through the metal frame, and Jack knew that as soon as that bench gave out, it was game over. So instead, he returned the favor by lifting the bench up and tossing it forward. And the bench sent the massive machine toppling backward into the fountain, where it shuddered and sparked to its imminent demise. The Sin Hunter leapt from his hiding spot and continued to run as sirens wailed behind him. Kicking out of the dome-surrounded city, Jack's eyes were blinded by the stunning, demented utopia. However, before he got very far, armored guards emerged from the staircase around the terrace. The guards were armed to the teeth with platinum armor, painted with speckles of striking sky blue, and they boasted powerful magnet shields and what Jack could only assume were taser stabs. Jack extracted both of his revolvers, ready to fight, when he stopped, gazing across the floating highways and seeing his friend being choked to death by Morpheus. In that moment, Jack felt something far stronger than rage and hatred. Courage. <clears throat> oh, screw that, I'm eyeballing this one. Jack spun around, pointing his gun at the many guards, to which they responded by raising their shields. Then, with a swift turn from beneath his left shoulder, Jack squeezed the trigger, firing a bullet which sailed across the road, and for a moment, time seemed to slip away. Then squeezed Jack's chest as the bullet collided with Morpheus' smoking rocket pack, sending the titan of technology into a frenzy of shock, flames licking at his shoulders. Jack then returned his focus to a guard that stormed towards him. And now where do you think you're going? The guard asked smugly. Jack lunged past an overhead baton strike, gripping the end of the taser and ripping the weapon from the guard's hand. Clicking a button toward the end of the handle produced a large and deadly silver spike. As the guard charged, Jack spun, swiping the shard across the soldier's throat, sending the aquatic artillery man crashing to the ground, seawater bubbling from his suit. More guards swarmed forward, to which Jack twirled the baton around, a malicious smile growing on his face. One guard lunged overhead, and Jack sidestepped his shadow, thrusting the pointed blade through the iron shell of the fish before vaulting overhead, carving the soldier clean in two and sending a shower of seawater cascading into the air as he struck another, denting their helmet. Jack felt the shadow of a guard behind him approaching fast, so the Sin Hunter, swinging the weapon behind his back, slammed the tasered staff into its friend and sent a shockwave erupting around, which blew the magnetic circuits of the guard's suits out of whack. In their stunned silence, the Sin Hunter leapt through the air, raising a gun to his eye level and firing, sending a bullet crashing through one soldier's visor and gushing salt water onto the terrace. Jack rose to his feet, clenching his soaking gloves amidst the wreckage. Whew! Now that's what I call sin hunting, he nodded, turning to face the hundreds more scientists and engineers, all equipped with deadly blasters and weapons. Oh, uh, guess you guys didn't listen to the evacuation program? The sin hunter chuckled sheepishly before jumping past the balcony and landing on a passing hover car as razors lipped through the sky above. And that'll be all for that episode. 
If any of you noticed there was a bit of a hiccup there at the end, uh, don't worry about that. And now, I suppose you've all worked hard enough and you've sat through this whole episode, so there's a bit of a teaser for the next one. Hey, Octonauts! A voice roared, and Morpheus turned, seeing Jack standing before him, a shining katana on his belt. Jack drew the blade from its sheath and tossed the piece of leather to the side, casting it into the flames. Let. Her. Go. He growled, pulling a revolver into his other hand. Morpheus turned and stepped off of the wounded demon. He swung his fishhook into both of his hands, pulling a retractable blade from the interior. My fight is not with some sinner. Your quarrel has ended. Now get the hell out of my way. Jack shook his head, only taking a step forward. If you want to kill her, I can assure you, it won't be easy with me stabbing your shoulder the whole time. So what do you say? And that will conclude this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in. For the first episode of 2024, I am extremely pleased with how it turned out. I wish you all a very wonderful rest of your weekend.